0: Uh, before we get into the service today, we've got a real a Super Bowl Sunday, we've got a real special, um, uh, you know, presentation story that we're going to share with you today of one of our men in our church. But before we get into that, I got a little housekeeping I want to kind of address and deal with um, you know, as you know, I've made a commitment as a pastor to always be very, very transparent and just very open and honest about our finances here, because I've seen a lot of churches get in trouble in the area of finances—just not being clear, not being honest. And I've heard a couple things recently. Uh, and if it's my fault for miscommunicating, then I totally own up to it and and say, "Listen, I'll take responsibility." Or if it was just heard wrong or I didn't clarify it enough, uh, I want to take a moment today and just kind of clarify a couple things. 2012 was an incredible. Year at our church. We were very blessed in 2012 and we ended the year with a surplus, which we're very excited about, uh, because we plan to do that every year. We ended the year in 2012 with $120,000 surplus. Now, that enabled us to then begin to build a playground where the equipment will be here in about a week or so, and then we're going to begin construction and building a a beautiful playground for about $60,000 for the families of our church, the kids, as an outreach during the week to the moms. Where We're in the process of building a garage door in the backside of the cafe that'll open up and overlook the playground. So during the week, moms can come and get free coffee, free Internet, clean bathrooms, have a beautiful playground to play on. And and, and so we, we we specifically budget our, our church by principles so that we always ensure to have an excess every year. Now, the statements I've heard recently, a couple comments is, man, you guys are really ro- rolling in dough. You don't need any money. Uh, and I've heard that a couple times. And, and you know, it, it is... There's truth to that in the sense that we intentionally plan on having an excess every year by the way we budget. As you know, our financial philosophy is pretty simple. We always budget less than we expect to receive. And we spend less than we budget, so every year we have a margin to do projects without doing fundraisers, without asking for money, without doing capital campaigns. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in a church that's always asking for money. Uh, I'd rather be in a church where, where we, we operate Below our means, we use the tithe wisely the first time so they're not always coming back asking for more money. And that's just kind of our passion as a as a church. So no matter where the giving is, we will always have excess because of the way we spend, because of the way we budget, because of the principles we live by. It doesn't mean we're, we're rolling in dough. But then the other thing I thought about is there's many people who would, who would hear that and in their mind assume, okay, the church doesn't need my tithe because the church is doing fine. And I've heard that also in... What I want to clarify is, is a big misunderstanding about what tithing is. Uh, I think a lot of people don't really understand what tithing is biblically. And, and many people assume the tithe is about the church being in need or, or the church needs the tithe. And so we tithe because the church is in need. And there's a big misunderstanding there because if that's your motivation for tithing, then you're putting God in debt to you. You're basically doing God a favor and helping God out, which now means God owes you, which is the wrong motivation to have. The tithe is never about the church being in need because tithing is not a financial transaction between you and a church. Tithing is an act of worship between you and your God. That's what tithing is biblically. It's an act of worship. Who has first place in your life? It's not about a church being in need. It's about an act of worship between you and your God. That's what the tithe is there for. In you know, I, I totally get it. I understand why people like to write their own rules on money. Uh, Jesus said it best. He said, listen, money is the number one competition for the human heart. That's what Jesus said in the Bible. It, it is competing with your heart. It's the number one false God. And because that's true, people like to come up with their own ideas about money and Christianity and tithing and, and what it means to them. I, I, hear, I hear all the time people say, well, this is what tithing means to me. This is what I feel uh, tithing is. And then you ask him, well, did you study it out? Did you spend any time in Scripture, did you even go into the context in the Greek and the Hebrew to really? Well, well, no, I just feel that way, and and people write their own rules based on feeling as opposed to just really studying the Word of God to find out what does the Bible say about this. You know, what, what is God's word? Because people don't understand tithing is a redemption principle. Tithing is about redemption. God. Jesus Christ was a tithe. God gave his first and his best to redeem us from the curse of sin. When you tithe, when you return that first 10% of everything you earn to God, you're redeeming your income from the curse. And it's not that God curses your income. That's the misconception. You know, God doesn't curse your income. God doesn't curse your finances. We live in a fallen, cursed world. So when you return to God the first 10%, you basically redeem the other 90% from the, from the cursed world system that we live in. So God can bless the other 90 and do more with the other 90 than you ever thought possible. So tithing is a redemption principle. And that's what we have to understand. And, you know, because, again, you hear these statements as a pastor. I heard someone the other day say, well, pastor, you really challenged me and I need to increase my tithe. And I thought, how do you mathematically increase 10%? I mean, can you mathematically increase 10%? I mean, it is either 10% or it is not. Returning 9% of your income to God is not tithing. Returning 6% of your income to God is not tithing. Returning 3% of your income to God is not tithing. The definition of tithe biblically is 10%. That's what the word tithe means. And so I understand why people, you know, write their own rules in this area. But I just want to make it absolutely clear where we're at as a church. So for what we've done for 2013 is we've set our expense budget at $900,000, which is is 90% of the last six months' income that we've had as a church. If you take the last six months and, and multiply it by two, That's what we set our budget for 2013 at. We did that intentionally. A lot of churches will budget at 100% to 105% because they expect the church to grow. And so they budget for growth and they stretch themselves expecting to grow. We always budget backwards so that every year we can guarantee to have an excess uh, so that we can do things around here without asking for money, without without doing fundraisers, without doing capital campaigns. We don't want want to build this church on fundraisers or capital campaigns. We want to be wise with the tide the first time. And in fact, I believe you should live this way in your personal life, too. I think America would be a lot better off if the government operated this way and people personally operate. Just spend less than you receive. It just makes sense. And if we do that as a church, then we can advance the church without asking for money and without having to you know, uh, come up with the Christian tax system uh, to try to tax people more through capital campaigns and fundraisers if we'll just be wise the first time. So this is what our goals are so you understand very clearly what, what our goal is. 900000 is the expense budget for 2013. If we if we just very conservatively see the growth trend that we're on continue, we should end 2013 with an income of one point four million. That'll give us five hundred thousand dollars excess at the end of twenty thirteen. Why is that important? Because we need to build a two million dollar children and youth facility on this site and, and really build the most beautiful children and youth facility you've ever seen. Because the building, the family center is a temporary building that will eventually have to leave our campus. Well we want to build a $2 million building without asking for money. One of our principles of building is we will never build if we don't have 25% cash in hand. So if we meet our conservative goal this year of 1.4 million and we stay under budget like we've done last year, then we'll have the 500,000 we need to begin building a brand new building without doing a capital campaign, without doing a fundraiser, and without having to ask for more money. Because I really believe we should be able to build everything we need through the tithe that the tithe should provide for all the needs of the church so we don't have to ask for money as a church that's why we don't receive an offering in the service there's boxes in the back because it's an act of worship between you and God it's not again a financial transaction between you and your church so i just want to help you understand that that's what tithing is all about that's why God and tithing is something you return not something you give you return the first 10% to what the bible calls the storehouse what is the storehouse because again i hear people uh, write their own rules they You know, many people think the storehouse is the church universally where I can give 5% to this ministry over here and 3% over here and then 2% to my church or 5% at my church and 2% and 3%. You cannot designate God's money. The storehouse is the local church where you are spiritually fed, according to the Bible. And you can study it out, you can pray, and you can ask the Holy Spirit to confirm that. And I would encourage you to really seek God and ask the Holy Spirit about that. But I really believe through studying Scripture, the storehouse is the local church where you are spiritually fed. What you give above the 10%, that can be given to ministries, to missions, to different offering organizations that you do. But biblically speaking, the storehouse is the local church where God feeds you and your family on a weekly basis. And that's how the church operates. And if we, if we accomplish that, that's why we tell people, if, if the church is faithful to tithe, we're faithful to never ask for money. And that's what we want to be as a church. Is, and so if, if people assume that because we have an excess that they don't need to give, and, and the giving goes down. Now, we've not seen this happen, and so I'm not doing this because we've seen this happen. But if we did see the giving go down... We'll still be blessed. We'll just adjust our budget accordingly. We'll just scale back everything we're doing. We'll scale back the team. We'll scale back operations. We'll scale back so that we still have an excess at the end of the year because we've committed to run this church by principles. And those principles mean we will have an excess every year. We will never spend more than we receive or spend as much as we receive. We will always scale back. So if giving goes down because people feel like the church is blessed and they don't need to tithe we're just naturally going to scale back all of our operations and expenses so that we still stay in that principled area of being blessed. So I just wanted to be very transparent with you and open and honest because I heard that statement a couple times and I wanted to clarify it a little bit more. Yes, we are blessed as a church. The reason we're blessed is because of the principles we operate this church by. If you want to hear more in depth about this, after service today, our 101 class, is the church membership, the church vision class. In that class, I go through our finances so that you can really hear uh, you know, more in depth how we operate this church financially and the integrity uh, principles that we've put in place to make sure we never get in trouble financially as a church and that we spend wisely. So I'd encourage you, if you've never taken 101, join me today. We'll have lunch taken care of. Everything's there. So thank you for giving me a moment to just be transparent and clarify that. today.